Welcome to Come to the Altar, a podcast that deals with family, marriages, men, and their relationship with the God, and much, much more. Are you ready to alter your way of thinking? Well, come join me. I'm your host, Dr. Marquise McGraw, your spiritual coach. Welcome to Come to the Altar. Today is going to be a great day. I'm expecting God's best. How about you? I'm your host, Dr. Marquise McGraw, and today I have my co-host with me, my wife, Lakita McGraw. Hello, everyone. I am Lakita McGraw, and today we have Dr. Howard Joyner, the Bishop of God's Miracle Unlimited, and Dr. Peggy Joyner, the pastor of God's Miracle Unlimited. Mm. Not only they are our spiritual leaders, they are my parents. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you read my bio, you would know that I received my spiritual training from Dr. Howard Joyner and Dr. Peggy Joyner. So today we're going to be discussing ministry and leadership. Before we do, Dr. Howard Joyner, tell us about yourself. Hello to everyone. My name is Dr. Howard Joyner, and my wife is Dr. Peggy Joyner. We are the founders of God Miracle Limited Outreach, and we have been providing pastoral care for the last 24 years and have been in ministry for over 40 years. We are located in Hamlet, Connecticut. Thanks so much for having us on your show today. It's an honor to have you on the show today. Honor, honor. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this. So, Pastor and Bishop, if you don't mind, tell us, what's the best part of ministry? The best part of ministry is loving God. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so important that we got to love God. And most of all, it's important to, in ministry, to be on one accord and being free and not to abuse ministry. Uh, In ministry, we should show love to one another if it's a couple, it should be one man and one wife, mm-hmm. and we should be example to any other people in the church. And in leadership, the higher your leadership, people watches you. Mm-hmm. You have to be first partake of everything that be done. And I learned that you never talk against the ministry. You just pray for the ministry. We don't judge other people, but we just pray for other people. And ministry... um, if you're not faithful, it won't last. Uh-huh. Uh, if you don't trust God, even in an uncertain time, you won't make it. Because it's be, going to be some good days, going to be some bad days. You got to be focused to be in ministry. And also, we have to be in agreement with God in ministry. Uh, you won't have a lot of friends in ministry because everybody may not be going your way. Some people may do a little bit, but you might want to go all the way with the Lord. So I cherish that in ministry, working along with Bishop Jordan. And it's a pleasure to work with him because when I get out of order, he put me back in order. When he get out of order, I put him back in order mm-hmm. so that we could both be on one accord. If not, we'll be fighting with one another. And that caused the ministry to break. And most of all, we have to learn how to show love to the people that we got the spirit of love in us. So they can share the ball with the rest of the people. Amen. Bishop Joyner? Yes. I want to say the best part of ministry that I will say uh, today is learning to know and get to know people. Mm -hmm. Until you learn and know how to operate with people, and then you can see how 
God will flow in your ministry. Once you learn how to be able to be productive, because you're looking to bring souls into the house of God. You're looking to be a faithful servant to God. In order to do that, you have to really listen very carefully what God is saying in our ministry. All ministry belongs to God. Mm -hmm. And this is why I really take it very seriously when I say I do. That means that I'm really fully ready to do what does say the Lord. When God says, teach my people thy way, I have to learn how to study the word of God because how can I teach someone something when I don't know what I'm doing? Learn the word of God for yourself. If you really want to be effective and being very strong in the Lord, you got to know the word of the Lord. And the best part that I love is just meeting people and seeing different personalities. Uh, once you learn people, you just about can be, you can pick them out who is just uh, riding off of your anointing or you want to teach them how to ride off of your own anointing. Because in order to be effective in the spirit of God, you got to carry a heavy, strong, anointing power of God. So that's my best part that I would love to do and share with people is get to know people's personalities and get to know how to be effective in the ministry. So that's what I would say on today. Stay strong in the Lord, in the word of God. So you hear uh, people say that the Lord called me to preach. The Lord called me to be a prophet. What are your thoughts about people rushing out when it comes to prophecies? Well, I would say uh, from my experience for 40 years uh, experience, I have noticed a lot of time people rush out because they want to make a name for themselves. When I say make a name for themselves, they operating through flesh. A lot of people just got a, a mind that they want to be well known all over the world. But when you really want to be a soldier for the Lord, you just got to put the Lord first and doing everything that you can do to be effective in the power of God. Just because people talk about it saying that uh, they see different things in you, but you need to just step, step back sometime and say, well, let's see what God say about this here. Oh, there's no gift is hidden that God can't open up. All gifts belong to God. If you not, if you want to be affected and being strong in the Lord, you're going to be attacked by the devil. So when you see that you're being attacked by the devil, you know you're doing something right. But just getting out there to make a name for yourself, you is fighting a strong devil. So why I say this is. Get out of flesh and just put all your love in the Lord and let Lord, and let God just use you for his glory. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Pastor Joyner, I have watched you pray, pray, pray. You are known for being a prayer warrior. Mm -hmm. um, and you started out just praying. Um, and one of the things I remember growing up that every Saturdays we would show up for prayer meetings and if no one was there, you would pray by yourself mm -hmm. as if there was a room full of people. So, Pastor Joyner, you started out as a prayer warrior. How important is prayer in ministry? Well, prayer is very important in ministry. If you don't have prayer in the church, the people will fall. But prayer in ministry keeps the church growing. It keeps the atmosphere of God present. 
by praying in there. And the Bible says, where two or three given in my name, I'm in the midst. Mm -hmm. So we all should learn how to pray. And with me, I love praying in the church. I love talking to God. Um, I love to be in his presence. You know, something about being in the presence of God. And one thing about it, when you are a prayer warrior, you stand in the gap. God, he got your back. Even so, there's a great sacrifice because something come by fasting, praying. Sometimes you got to turn your plate down. You just got to be so focused on nobody but the presence of God because the enemy will come and snatch mm -hmm. it away if you're not careful. But by being focused, and you got to want to be a prayer warrior. You can't say, well, I'm going to pray today and don't pray no way no more before two or three weeks. It don't work that way. Mm -hmm. It's on a continual basis going to the presence of God. And I enjoy praying, and that was one of my first thing in ministry, and I can't stop praying. I even increase my time as I grow older in Christ. I increase my time in prayer. Sometimes I have to cut out certain things that I want to do, pleasure, whatever, because the Bible said that he'll never leave us nor forsake mm -hmm. us. So we have to do the same thing when it comes to coming in God's house, and it's coming to pray and worship him and the Bible said, worship him in the spirit also, too. So if you come into the house, always make time just to worship him. Give him glory and honor to him. You may not feel like it, but you got to do it in season, out of season. But if you, if you pray and you got a power of prayer, then you can bind up the devil and you can loose whatever you need to be loose, pulling down stronghold, because the devil, not only everywhere, is in the church house, too. And sometimes people bring the devil in the church house, but you got to make sure that you're in a place that you can bind up and cast it out in the name of Jesus. We will return with more after this short break. Today's sponsor is Seminary of the Open Bible. If you're looking for spiritual training or to receive your bachelor's, master's, or doctor degree in theology, go to the seminaryoftheopenbible.com. In addition, they have a partnership with Bluefield College where you can get your associate or bachelor's of arts degree fully online, either part-time or full-time. If this is something that you're interested in, there's an open enrollment March 15th from 6.30 to 7 p.m. You can look on the website for more information, seminaryoftheopenbible.com or call 203 407-0444. That's 203-407-0444. For more details, don't forget to mention you heard it on Come to the Altar podcast. We are back from that short break. All right. You two are definitely great examples of having a relationship with God. Amen. Bishop, I want to ask you, how important is it to have a spiritual flow with God being connected? Well, I'm not going to the, the spiritual flow, but I want to say this is just by listening to uh, Pastor Jonah concerning the prayer war. A lot of people uh, interpret it in so many different ways, but a prayer war, that's one of my major gifts. See, a prayer warrior got to know how to go in a war. Of course, a warfare. When you dedicate yourself, you're going to run right into the next question, what you just asked me, Lakita. See, but that prayer warrior, which is, uh, that's why they had called me at one time, 
a demon buster. I wasn't doing that just to get a big name, but I know what God had told me. When he said, I call you to be my warrior, that means that I don't mind, and I still don't mind. I'll go into a warfare now, spiritually warfare. And when I go in, I'm not worrying about <laughs> how I'm coming out of it. I'm coming out of it like pure gold because God said, I'll be with you. When God said he'll be with you, it's no man and no devil in hell can stop me. Now, for the spiritual flow, I would definitely say a few words on that spiritual flow. I really, truly appreciate this year, Dr. McGraw and Lakita McGraw, and to give me the opportunity to tell people, if you don't know me, get to know what I'm made of. Spiritually flow is something that you don't want no nothing in the way of your flow. Meaning that if you made a promise and a, and, and a vow unto the Lord, you don't let nothing come in and separate that. You got to keep the flow going. That means at your home, your job, you still got to be recognized as when they say that's a man of God, you earned it. People might talk about you. But one thing, just remember this here, as long as I keep a spiritual flow with God, maintaining my prayer life and reading the word of God and being sincere with God and have a standard for God, there's no devil, talk to me, Holy Ghost, that can stop the move of God. But it all depends on you. If you got a dirty flow, that means that the, the spirit not flowing properly. That means that you got your eyes on other things which shouldn't be. You should keep your eyes on the things of God. Men's most of all, that's what I really talk to. Just because you was a, a great man or a woman chaser, whatever you might be in the world, it don't mean that you got to come into church and still want to maintain that same style. That's not godly. That's why Paul said, forget about the past and consecrate on the future. See, my past will not determine what my future going to be. That's why I have to keep a flow. People have asked me so many times, even on my job, so why are you always reading the word of God? I said, because that's my power. As long as you used to continue reading the word of God, there's no devil in hell can stop you. The only reason why you see so many people fall, I'm going to say it briefly and nice to you, is because you allow the devil come in and just separate you from the love of Christ Jesus. And Paul said, don't let nothing come in and separate you from the love of Christ Jesus. No principality, no power, no thing be present, no thing behind you should come in and separate you from the power of God. That's what I would say about my flow. I'm talking about my flow. Get on board. <laughs> That's all right. all right. That's all right, Bishop. Yeah, I want to say that um, <laughs> always... Um, you know, you weren't born saved, and but you go through some bad tracks. And the Bible says to forget about the past. I agree with Bishop Jordan with that. And when you turn to Jesus, there's a new chain. And I always say, the devil had my past, <laughs> but he don't have my future. Because I'm going to continue going on with the Lord. 
Because why? Because I got to trust him every day. I got to trust God in the bad time, the good time. I just got to really trust God because I don't want nothing to disturb my future with the Lord. Because I want to see Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's all right. That's we're going to have church again in here. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Church. Yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about. So you hear people say that miracles don't exist. What are your thoughts about that? That's a good one. Um, miracles exist because the Bible says so. And he even gives people <gasps> um, authority to do miracles through and by him. And some people have the gift of miracles. So if God gives somebody that gift, they can wrought a miracle. just like God says so. So we are still doing miracles. <laughs> and some may be small, some may be big. But the devil can't take away something that God put out. So miracles still exist. I'm a miracle of my own self. All right. And I know a lot of people had miracles in their life. I seen people that had been in coma and they came out of coma. So miracle is still here. So that brings me to my next question. The church, God's Miracles Unlimited Outreach Ministries. Where did the inspiration come from? Well, the church name was given to us at um That's good. When God had told us to pastor and go and find a place. And I said, Lord, what should we name it? People were coming all over to me, all kind of name. But I knew in my heart that God had a name for us. And one day I was in prayer and the Lord spoke clearly. He said, name it God's Miracle Unlimited Outreach. Let people know that my miracles still happen. And he said that he's not going to stop his miracle long we stay in the place to receive in him. So that was the name that the Lord had gave to us. And miracles is happening. And it's a place where miracle can happen. As long as we stay focused and keep prayer going and the presence of God going, there will always be miracle in that house. The enemy fights it, no doubt about it. But we have to know that the Lord got, got, got us covered in his blood. So miracles still happen, happening in God's miracle limit. I can name out a whole lot of miracles. That still happened to the people there. Um, miracles that people had came through there. I seen a lot of miracles on them too. So it's a blessing. And I thank God for the name because people were trying to get me to name it all kinds of names. But I waited on God. I'm so glad. Because the name is something in the name. And I thank God for that in a mighty special way. And in the outreach ministry, we've been to, we've seen miracles happening mm-hmm. and through those places also. Awesome. Awesome. That's a great answer. And it was a great inspiration. And I thank God for that being a beacon uh, of light because you are a beacon for the community that people come and they can just come and just enjoy God. So speaking of ministry, what advice would you give married couples going into ministry? Married couples that are going into ministry, I say to them not to rush it. Wait on the call from God. Mm-hmm. Um I would tell them that it got to be one wife and one husband. Uh, they have to be in an agreement when they go into uh, ministry. And they have to set an example for the people. And there would be sacrifice. And they should be the first one to sacrifice. And most of all, showing a lot of love that they can draw people from the love of the Lord. Bishop, did you want to ask that question as well? or mm-hmm. As a marriage couple going to a ministry, 
Can I please say this here, and I want to make sure that I say it properly and the right way. See, when a couple go into a ministry, the reason why I'm saying this here is because I use myself for example. See, when you go into a, a, a ministry as a couple, you've got to start at home first. When I say that is, uh, I have to start at home first. When I say my wife, she, which is our doctor, Peggy Joyner, very uh, knowledgeable woman, very beautiful woman. She dressed right, looked right, and all that, you know. Uh, so, but when you go into a ministry, you got to first uh, work together. If I can't trust my wife uh, in a ministry, she have fell by the wayside, or either I'm not connected to the connector. You got to have trust in one another, meaning that the wife got your back and you got her back. Definitely, definitely, men's going to look at other women's, women going to look at men's, but you got to keep in your mind, don't let the devil deceive you. Because that's why he say, I come to steal, kill, and destroy when I say that as starting out in the ministry, build up a crust and just believe and trust one another, but don't be a fool. Meaning that you got to communicate just the way that me and my wife does. You know, we, we have noticed that, you know, if someone come in and want to try to talk to me privately, that's a no, no. We do it together. When I see something ain't right, we get home, we discuss it. She will help me and I will help her. So if you don't communicate with one another, you got a battle. And you might can't handle that battle because the devil don't stop. Having communication and trusting one another and just use some good advices when she talking to you or you talking to her, sit and listen to one another and analyze it because that's what the devil's job. And let me show you something. I have learned this here, and I believe it's Matthew 18 and 19. Please take a few minutes and read this here. See, the Bible tells us, say, when a couple is together, when two, listen to this carefully, when two touch and agree on anything, whether it's your ministry, your home, whatever it could be, that's why the devil fights a couple in a ministry. See, the devil knows that's power. He got to do everything that he can do to stop that connection because he knows that's power in two. Read Matthew 18 and 19. It will tell you for itself. It's power. That's why you see that me and Pastor Jordan or Dr. Jordan have been in this ministry so long because we know when we touch and agree, the devil got to get back. Ha! That's what I want to say. well we thank you very much for your time we thank you very much for sharing your wisdom your many many years of experience in the ministry and we look forward to talking you down the road so this is going to wrap up our show today uh with pastor joiner and bishop joiner and my other co-hosts all right all right lakita mcgraw Thank you very much for joining us. Stay tuned for our next show. Bishop, you want to say anything else? One more thing. Uh, a lot of people are surprised when I tell them this. My son-in-law, uh, Dr. McGraw, I hope that he uh, remember me saying this before. I'm saying it worldwide. I was telling the person yesterday, a very good friend of mine, about my daughter, which I love both of them dearly, so I hope she don't take it personal. 
But as a man, I never forgot when uh, my daughter Lakita said, uh, Daddy, uh, you know, I wasn't going to church at that time. <laughs> but when she said, but Daddy, we go to church, but why are you not going to church? And from that point, as a man, that thing kept me moving. Because one thing I would say to Ed and my son-in-law, I would say to you guys, to be a man, do it. Be a man. Because that's what turned my life around. I said, now I will be going to church and I haven't stopped yet. And my heart is, is all the way with the Lord. So, Latrina, if you're here this year, don't take it personally. You do our little both for you to say. Pass any little words you want to say? Any last words you want to say? Thanks for having me on your show. <laughs> <laughs> Bishop, Bishop, any last words you want to say, sir? No, that's good. I'm all set. <laughs> <laughs> you, might, you might have to edit that part though for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> My co-host, anything you want to say? Last words? Nope, I don't have anything to say today. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us again and stay tuned for the next episode on Come to the Altar. God bless you. Next time on Come to the Altar. And so the undergraduate studies and the experiences that we receive at HBCUs, we receive leadership training. We receive sense of self. We receive the fact that we matter. There's just a lot of culture and nurturing at an early stage and the compassion and the drive to win, you know, we're, we come out driven, motivated, and all of these things that companies look for in a new candidate to bring into some type of management training program. And so I am very thankful and I consider myself fortunate and very blessed to have attended Delaware State University. Um, Dr. Tony Allen, our current president, is doing some wonderful things at the university. Thank you for listening to this podcast, Come to the Altar. We hope you were inspired and your thinking was altered in a more positive way. Without God, nothing is possible. But with God, all things are possible to those that believe. Remember, if you can change your mind, you can change your future for the better. This is Dr. Marquise McGraw. Later. <laughs>